back to the Being Martina podcast. It is me, Martina. What's up? I'm back. I've been taking a little bit of a break the past couple weeks. Um, as you know, I have been doing this like coming out series, like just talking about my bisexuality. And I came to a point in my coming out path of um, hitting my gender. And that has been a very, very hard place for me to come to terms with, um, within myself and in sharing with the world. So I've been just practicing some self-care, figuring out what I need. Um, I've realized that I've hit a very painful place in that area of my life. So I've been writing a lot. Um, I've been sharing a bit on Facebook because I think it's just important to explain not really I don't want anyone to leave this feeling that they need to explain themselves to people but for me I feel like it helps people understand what I'm going through what I've been through my entire life and just all of that I think it's important to talk about it and I'm also just a person that I just I have to talk about it if I don't it makes me like really depressed and I, I just need to talk about stuff. I need to be creative. I need to do this podcast. I need to write. So I've been writing a lot lately. So I just wanted to share some of the things I've been writing. Kind of like a, a trip through my diary entries, if you will. Although it's not really my diary. It's just like some thoughts that I've had. Um, a little bit of writing um, and a little bit of poetry more towards the end. So um, this first one doesn't have a name for it. Most of them don't. So I'm um, written... Um, not so long ago. <laughs> okay. I have never fit the traditional mold of female or male, though I have always identified as both. I have been picked on from both members of the cis community. Why don't you like makeup? Why don't you wear dresses and quote-unquote girly clothes in this time of your life? Why are you like so confusing? Are you a girl or a boy? Why do you act tough like a boy when you have boobs? What even are you? If this is you, if this is something you've said or continue to say to me or other people, I implore you and darn near beg you to stop. These statements right here are why it has taken me most of my life to fully accept myself and my gender. Excuse me. I have hated, hated, hated my sense of gender identity for most of my life because of this. I've felt like a freak and like I don't fit in anywhere. It's super isolating and my mom always telling me that being different is okay and perhaps even cooler is literally the only thing that's given me any peace of mind about my gender. She knew that rules didn't matter and I could be whoever I wanted to be. That's given me every bit of strength I have. I don't always know precisely how I feel every day. As a gender fluid or you could say gender flux person, my identity might feel one way and then the other many times in a day. I am all over and up and down my spectrum on any given day because that's how I feel. It changes in intensity and it changes on parts of my spectrum. Femme or feminine to mask or masculine and lots of in between. If you are down to learn and grow with me and not, not rely on me for all of your educational purposes, effectively making me the only queer person in your scope of awareness, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you will respect my pronouns, even if you struggle with them, welcome. If you accept me and love me without dare asking me to change for your comfort, welcome. If you don't believe me and have no interest in growing with me, you are not welcome. If you plan to continue wondering what the heck I am, if you still think I am just confused, you are so not welcome. 
I have likely put up with your ridiculous pressures to make sense to you on my feminine spectrum, and you probably drive me to shame without even knowing it anyways. No more harmful people in my life or knowing about my life. This is my line in the sand. No more gender hatred. Goodbye. So there's that little one. I have this one that I actually called What Being Confident in Public is Actually Like a 25-Year Analysis. So this one does have a title. My mother taught me how to be strong. She taught me how to own my weirdness and wear it with pride. She taught me how to walk with integrity and pride in oneself. She taught me how to be an excellent listener. She taught me that there is no place I cannot exist in if I want to be there. She taught me that it truly is the other person's loss if they don't want to accept me in all of my beautiful and ugly living. She taught me to own my mistakes and to learn from them while I fix them. She taught me that life will deal you blows so painful that they will crush you if you let them. She taught me how to put on a band-aid on the most painful of wounds so that I can keep living, all while having the attention, intention to never forget that I have a wound that will need healing. She taught me how to be confident, even when that is a means of self-preservation. I have lived 25 years of my life now, walking this earth in the same strides she taught me. It has truly helped me put my blinders on and live life from the inside out. It's a struggle, but that confidence has kept me moving forward in the hardest and darkest of times. She taught me survival and helps me work out thriving, too. She taught me that walking confidently also means a hell of a lot of additionally crappy things still come your way. People will use you as inspiration porn and then walk away. People will be intimidated by you. They will also be jealous of you, and that will make them act in callous and dehumanizing ways. People will look to you for leadership, meaning they will seek to follow you just to stand in your shade because it makes them feel cool. People will take everything good you have to say about yourself as selfishness, but they will take everything good you have to say about them as deserved encouragement. People will vent and vent and vent to you and tell you how good you are to them, but they will say they couldn't possibly understand what you're going through because it can't be that hard if you're that strong or confident. People will use you and accuse you of using them. People will approach you with preconceived notions about who you are because of your confident stride, being completely and utterly blown away when you are emotional or express needs. People will explain how their mental health struggles work and the coping skills they use, and you will empathize, but they won't believe you because they think you're lying to make them feel better, as if you are incapable of being human for your own sake. People will accuse you of being incapable of understanding them whilst they do very little to understand you. People will engage you as if you are incapable of understanding their lowly humanity, which is the greatest insult you could be dealt. People will appeal to how real you are as an excuse to use you, in essence saying, you know why I have to do this, life's so hard. People will read what you're saying and think your truth is faulty because it's not their truth, but they will praise you on end when your truths align and you told it like it is. People will treat you like a saint when they agree with you and an attention whore when they don't or are afraid to voice support. People will accuse you of wanting to be right instead of wanting to find truth, all the while demanding you know this and wanting to be right themselves. People will tell you that standing up for yourself and others and having integrity makes you an annoying know-it-all. People will read what you're saying and think you are stuck up for expressing yourself and your life. People will think and say you are asking for too much and going too far in your quest to be human. People will make you feel like your process of working through and clinging to truth is outrageous and unhealthy until it benefits them to hear. 
People will tell you your self-expression is wrong and should be done like this or this or this. I exist in the in-between place in nearly every area of my personal life. I make people uncomfortable everywhere I go like I'm an enigma. I've spent years and years wondering what's wrong with me. Why can't people see that I hurt just like them? Why can't people see that I feel just like them? Why can't people see that I am human just like them? Why can't people just listen when I express myself and my needs? Why do people take and claim to know what's best for the giving? For the giving, sorry. Mom told me this happens in life and that I will always need my armor of positivity, hope, self-love, and freedom to pursue personal happiness on. We all will struggle with feeling misunderstood and learning how to communicate. But the game changers, the ones that demand the world change and rehumanize itself, will be misunderstood as a whole different species of human the entirety of their lives no matter how much they try not to be. It is the nature of changing the world. I mourn that the world I see inside is not the world I see outside today, and I stand firm in the truth I know. This is the only way I know how to be strong. Thanks, Mom. Here's another one. Honestly, the strangest part about coming to terms with my gender is the spinning sensation I experience. It's like the world is spinning 50 times slower than me and we don't even speak human language to one another. This is a symptom of my anxiety and obsessive thinking, yes, because I'm outgrowing the world I live in again, though not my support system because they're my personal world. Y'all keep me healthy. This is completely nothing new for me either. Welcome to being an empath, forever feeling the heart of a world I don't see in front of me. At the same time, I'm matching the speed of my orbit with the indigenous people and people of color that have lived their gender and culturally accepted each other for longer than any country has been a thing. Before white folk idealized a civilization as if a world community didn't already exist. I mourn with them today. I stand in solidarity with them today. Heart aching for a better world, the one that's inside me. Heart beating in solidarity with those that come before me. Here's a poem. I never wanted to go. I never wanted to go away. But I felt I had to. All these blues of being misunderstood in a world that refuses the truth of who we are makes me hate myself. So I go away, where sometimes I feel along, feel I belong. Away. I wish away was a better place to say. Sometimes it is, but usually it reminds me of what's missing, what I'm missing. Love, validation, acceptance, a place to be fully myself. And then I remember that no one has that place in the system we've created. We're all part of the problem for supporting any leg or arm of it. It's for none of us, truly. We're all drowning and overdosing on the pain. But we most marginalized want out the most. And the rest can't stand that, because trauma is trauma is trauma, and that feels like drama, drama, drama to them. We are not against each other. We are for each other. We need space because you can't function without us. Not in the way you truly desire. Quit naming hurt and wondering where it came from. You are not knocked out anymore. You are awake and you know exactly what you're doing. You're hurting and 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 you're hurting. And we're all hurting. 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 Make it stop. 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 A fresh rain to purify us all of the programming. 
We aren't robots anymore. We can feel. And it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. You hurt. I hurt. We all hurt. It hurts. And we are human. Here's another little poem. I am safe in here, in my mind. It is not a bad place to be. It is the best place to be, because in my mind, there exists a world that seems to not exist outside my, outside my mind. It is a world I imagine. I love my imagination. It is a world I intimately know. All the ins and outs of it, the nooks and crannies. The bookshelf of all my worst experiences. The dinner plates of all my optimism. The wall decorated in pictures of all my best experiences. The hallway lights that flicker and fade with my moods. The ugly shagreen carpet and green lighting in the corner that holds all of my worst fears that I can't get rid of. The rooms down the hall of memories that I'm terrified to go down and into and the cold sensation of shame that lines the hallway and the darkness of it all. The kitchen that's full of life and love and hope. The garage of fierce creativity and bold style. The back door to the grass and swing set of rest. The front door that's locked and opened on an invite-only basis. This is my mind. I love every bit of it, even the parts that I hate. I have to. It is my childhood home and then some. It is where I am from. It is me, and I love me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So this is the last little thing I have, just a little writing I have. We are so over hating ourselves. I am digging deep, like super deep, deeper than I've ever dug. I don't know about you, but as I am doing all my personal work and self-care, I sometimes hit these intensely painful places. I have described it before as doing surgery and hitting a vein all while conscious. It can be overwhelming and I don't know what I do without my friends and family and the tools my counselor gave me. They keep me grounded and healthy. Side note, I do want to make it clear that I recognize how publicly I'm sharing these things. I do have a personally curated Facebook setup. Love me some privacy settings. So if you're seeing this, I, I think I wrote that because I was thinking of posting this on Facebook. But if you if you are from Facebook and listening to me, this is for you. If you see my posts, I trust you to see them. Creative outlets like writing and music and then encouraging people are kind of my thing. I'm extremely passionate about motivating others, sharing real-life stuff, and empowering the world around me to change. Like, so passionate that if I don't do that, I get mega depressed. I have to do what I do to be happy. So any posts that you see are as, about, are as much about me as they are about you. Excuse me. I think I've hit the most painful, painful place within me. And yeah, you guessed it. It's my sexuality and really my gender. I've been through narcissistic abuse and an absent parent. I've been through being used by people. I've been through not having much of a family unit outside of parts of my nuclear one. That's all extremely painful. But this is a whole different beast. I am an empath, so that means I can feel other people's feelings. I'm good at reading motivations and understanding people's psyches. It does not prevent me from being manipulated or duped, but it does help me realize when I have been. When someone does something awful, I can feel how it affects every little corner of the, corner of the world. It's like tuning in and out of people's energies and seeing how each affects the next one. It fills me with great compassion and I have to learn how to continually and very consciously protect my energy. I hate large crowds for this reason. It's very hard to focus with all that energy going on. This to say that I pick up on what others feel and that includes their pain. 
Loads of it. Like, oh my god, all of it. I grew up around many queer and gay and gender nonconforming people. I watched and felt their pain as people intentionally ignored their pronouns and excluded them because of their relationships. I felt them struggling to know what to do. I felt them giving up and then trying again. I felt their suffering and my god, I don't have the right word for it. I was so encouraged by these people. But then I watched as people I looked up to and loved just nonchalantly tell them they couldn't support them because of their beliefs and that it just wasn't right. No explanation, full self-righteousness. Then those same people I was supposed to admire would walk away with the most hateful-looking faces, nearly praying out loud for their own comfort. I'd think about those interactions for what must have been days and weeks and months and years at a time. As I've shared, I had plenty of my own, too. I was taught broadly that it's all sin and some of the most disgraceful of sins. It never made sense to me, but if I wanted to be a Christian, I had to hold these beliefs. I suppressed my feelings so deep that I was not even conscious of them for most of my life. It's like I threw my head so hard to a wall that I lost half my memory. I beat the crap out of myself before others could destroy me. My dad and the world around me aided in this. If I didn't remember, I wouldn't have to deal. I created an entirely different sense of self and vowed I would never, ever, ever open up about anything I was going through, ever. I made a vow so deep with myself that I lived it almost entirely up until my college years. You might call my experience dissociation. I don't want to appropriate any kind of um, mental health community terms, but from what I am understanding, this could be an example of dissociation. As I think about how I watched the gay and queer people I adored get hurt and the people I loved also hurt them, I realized that what both of them were experiencing was self-hate in reaction to each other. One suppressing themselves to teach the other to do the same, and the other struggling not to internalize it. I watched and learned that I must do the same to survive. I was a homophobe and a transphobe for some of my middle school and high school years. One of those quiet ones that makes you feel like shit in private but wouldn't say much publicly. I reiterated the lines, it's just my beliefs. I had no clue what in the world that meant. None of it made sense to me, but a vow made to myself was a vow made, and there were consequences for that vow. I hurt people I loved and cared about. I utterly destroyed pathways on my journey. I'm sharing all this because I want you all, every single last one of you, to remember this the next time you are being harmed or you are harming others. You are not alone. If you tell another person that you can't love, accept, and embrace them, or let alone be around them because of your beliefs, I know pretty darn well where you're coming from. I have been there. It is nothing but vowing to hate yourself one way or the other and keeping the order of things to make your inner space feel tidy when it's an absolute mess. I don't care if you are cisgender or not. All the times you use your beliefs to mask to your beliefs to mask your self-hatred, you tell me or my friends or some kid out there that they should hate themselves too. That's the only message you're sending, and we will not bend or budge on that. So the next time you start with your beliefs nonsense at someone, remember that I, Martina, look at you as a self-hating monster-human hybrid and nothing less, and I do. It was only with accountability and experiencing the presence of self-loving individuals that I became a self-loving person. I am that person to you, and I am watching. I hope you remember that. I hope it eats at you and keeps you silent. I will find you, I will see you, and I will kill off your self-hate just by your association with me. I'm not the playing nice type. I'm fierce, flipping over tables, messing things up type graceful lover. 
but you know this about me already. I will take care of myself and I will stay safe, but I will not hide anymore for your comfort. We are so over hating ourselves. We've reached the end. That was all of my little bits, my little writing bits and my little poems that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, I've been going through a lot lately. Like I said, trying to figure out how to best take care of myself and to talk about these things. I, it's this weird, weird thing. Um, and maybe some other people um, in the LGBT community um, can relate. But as I'm working through things with my gender, so much is coming up for me. Like that's not just about my gender. Um, it's about like my sense of really, you could almost say life purpose. Um, when it comes to my gender, I've realized that I have buried that so, so, so deep within me that it's like I buried all of my confidence down there too. Because I was always a person that was outspoken and vocal when I was younger. My family was always very supportive of me. But very, very, very quickly I learned that the things that I believe and the things that I value and who I am is was not accepted. Completely unacceptable to the world around me. And as I'm working through understanding my gender and accepting myself, I'm realizing I've buried my confidence in who I am as a person. <laughs> It's like I threw my gender down in there and just like stuck a, a stake in my sense of self. And um, my sense of gender is a great place of confidence for me. Um, it's like a way that I embody my own body on this earth. I don't know if that makes any sense to anyone. But um, I just wanted to share that because I want others to to hear all of it. So thank you for tuning in this week. I really do appreciate it. And I will uh, talk to you guys next week about something else. Thank you, world. <laughs>